If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneur experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of The Bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Labs branding team. In the following episode of The Transition, I interview former Air Force fighter pilot, engineer, and now tech entrepreneur, James Samuel, founder and CEO of Pluribus Inc., a big data geospatial analytics company headquartered in McLean, Virginia. Pluribus Inc. is leading the world in the new industry of identity-based navigation, and James and his team recently launched Pluribus's first product, Angel Tech, an app that turns any smartphone into a powerful body cam. James launched the app to provide security and safety for black and brown lives in response to violence, police misconduct, and racial injustices across the country. James believes that technology can be leveraged as a force for good. And on the show, he opens up about his journey to build Angel Tech, the challenges that come with raising capital as a founder of color, and the grand aspirations he has for Purvis Inc. Before you hear from James and I, make sure you subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. I send out a newsletter sharing the latest episode every week. And if there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the show, feel free to shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by the MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, the foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. James, welcome to The Bunker. It's an honor and a privilege to have you on The Transition today. I was watching some of your interviews on uh, on YouTube, you know, of all the stuff you got going on with uh, Angel Tech. So, man, I'm super fired up to have you here with our audience Hey, Iron Mike, I appreciate the opportunity. It is a great privilege and an honor to be with you and your audience today. Uh, I feel bunker made, bunker strong, man. So thanks for having me. So it's funny as I'm like doing the pre-production call, I'm setting up my notes and everything and what I'm going to name this show. And I don't even have a title yet because it seems like you got your your hand in a lot of places. You know, you got the angel tech going on. Then I was reading about this identity-based navigation with as a Pluribus Inc. Um, so uh, I would love for you to just kind of let our listeners know what you got going on uh, currently. Yeah, man, uh, we do. That That's the thing, right? Veterans and entrepreneurs, uh, we know how to solve problems. We know how to get it done. And we see multiple solutions. We were taught early on to have vision, right? We were taught leadership. And so when you roll that into an entrepreneurial setting and a paradigm, it doesn't stop, right? It just, it just provides an avenue for us to be, to use the Army slogan, you know, all be all you can be, right? Uh, and so Pluribus is the name of the company, right? I found a Pluribus back in September of 19, and it was based on a road trip I was taking in November of 2017, which I'll tell you about in a second. Um, but Pluribus is the name of the company, Pluribus Inc. So we're just Pluribus, right? That's the name of the company. Uh, we are a big data geospatial analytics company. And what that means is we want to know where things are. And we want people to know what's around them that's for them, what's around them that may be against them. You know, it's kind of like an intelligence preparation of the battle space, you know, to use a military paradigm. And I love the military audience here because I can really talk in our vernacular and our lingo, right? 
So when you do IPB, intelligence preparation of the battlefield or the battle space, you want to know where are the friendlies, you know, where are the hostiles. You want to know what's around you, you want to know what's for you, you want to know, you know, your uh, the the lines of demarcation and your lines of mobility. And you're doing all these types of uh, terrain analyses and, and whatnot. And so we know how to do that instinctively in a military setting, taking that same knowledge and expertise after 30 years of federal service and applying that into a, a commercial and a social setting uh, with a social justice kind of a bent to it. Right. Uh, that's really what we're about. And that's what angel tech, that's what Floribus is about. And identity based navigation is the thing that we have coined to do that essentially. And I can tell you more about that, but angel tech is our first product that's out there. I love it. And uh, you know, you got to play bigger behind me, Christopher Lockhead, the author is my friend and mentor had opportunity to go out to his house and everything. And he actually taught me category design. So when I, when I saw identity based uh, navigation, you know, I already knew what you were doing there. Um, I created my own category called dog whistle Brandon to communicate, uh, to my audience, and uh, I think it's a marketing and branding category for veteran-owned businesses. That's how I'm positioning it. So, like I said in the preview, me and James are kindred spirits. You know, we're kind of moving in the same space. I think you're a little bit older, uh, but I'm trying to catch up. And then also, we were just talking about all the books and stuff you got behind you as well. You know, you got the Elon Musk book. You got the Russell Bronson. So, uh, you are in it. I can tell that you, you know, you, you've been uh, you've been learning. Yeah, it is. A, it's a, you know, my wife inspired me to read more. And that's what really kind of got me moving in this direction in the first place. I had ideas. And in the Air Force, you have this Air Force Form 1000, I think it is, if you have a suggestion for how you want to improve a process. We all have ideas, right? We were all built and created to be creators and innovators. Um, and, and I forgot to do my standard disclaimer, which is that I am a child of God, right? Uh, Christ is my savior. And I am empowered and imbued with creative spirit and creative capability because uh, because of him who lives inside of me. And, uh, and that has given me incredible insight, incredible protection, incredible favor all my life. And so I want to make sure the audience knows as a level set, that's who they're talking to um, and hearing from. So that, right? But, but because we have his creative spirit, we were made by a creator and we also are creative because we were made in his image, right? And so this is an outlet for all of that, right? But my wife said, hey, you've had all these ideas. Why don't you do something with them? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I read a lot. You know, I'm a former fighter pilot and I'm an SES. And, you know, I, I read a lot, trust me. But reading for myself and reading for pleasure and reading for self-enrichment and self-edification and self-education. And like Carter G. Woodson said, the, the founder of Black History Month, right? It's the miseducation of the Negro, right? That was the name of his book, the miseducation of the Negro, how we've been educated in a system and in a paradigm. But, but once you start to educate yourself, that's where the power really comes from and comes in. And that's what I've been doing for the past several years now. You know, I read 46 books last year and that education is powerful. And these are just some of my favorite titles cast by Isabel Wilkerson, right? The Warmth of Other Sons. Certainly the, the trilogy, right? It's three books in the Rich Dad, Poor Dad series. I finally read all three of those books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The Four Quadrants, and Guide to Investing. And that first one is what really got me to launch Corvus. And I could go on and on, but uh, we can just talk about books this whole segment if you want. No, we're going to get into that because, you know, our listeners, they're, they're out there, they're, they're in the fight, and they need some guidance from those of us, you know, that are moving along with them, right? You got to have people on your flank. You know, you got to mm -hmm. have people at your rear. And uh, we have this podcast, man, the you know, demystify these stories so people know what it's really like. And part of that for all our guests is taking off your armor, you know, because again, the social media generation loves to make entrepreneurship look like it's so easy 
and that everybody's got it going on. But as a tech founder, talk to us about something you're struggling with either personally as or professionally as you're building out a uh, pluribus. Yeah, man, it is. Uh, it's wild. It's a great journey. We were talking about, you know, authorship. And I, like I said, man, let me know when, uh, when your publication comes out, uh, I'll be there. Right. Um, but I really do have to document this and I've been sort of documenting it in several ways, but this journey is amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, but it's hard. Right. And there's so many analogies. There's so many parallels between, um, I'll just use, um, a jet engine, for example, right? When you first start flying jets, you start flying, uh, at least back in my day, right? The brown shoe days, start flying T-37s, the tweet, the mighty tweet. Also known as a dog whistle because it has this real high pitch whine. You just, you never forget it, right? But when you learn to start the jet engine of a T-37, it has a centrifugal flow uh, jet engine. It's about the size of a little suitcase. It's not that big. In fact, in between the F-15s engines, it basically has the same little engine in between. And it's the little motor it's called the jet fuel starter JFS that you use to start the big motors, the ones you can see outside the plane. So the F-15 actually has three jet engines. There's one you can't see, there's the two you can see. Uh, but this thing, man, you have to apply just the right amount of uh, pressure. So you need the right RPMs flowing to have the pressure to, to start to stack up, you know, inside the, uh, the engine. And then you have to apply the right fuel at the right time and the right spark at the right time. And, and so you're kind of flipping these switches and you're watching the pressure gauge rise, your RPMs rise. And then, okay, then you hit the igniter and then you, then you have the, you know, the fuel in there and all these things have to sequence at the right time for that bad boy to light off. Okay. And you can have some misfires and misstarts because you didn't have the right sequence of things, not the right pressure, not the right fuel, you know, not the right air, gas, air mixture, fuel, air mixture, all come right compression, all that stuff. And so start a startup is a lot like starting a jet engine. You got to have the right pressure, right? You got to have the right uh, presence, whether it be social media or whatnot. You got to get your word out there. You got to get, you know, sort of create this buzz, right? This flow. And then you got to have the right product and you got to have the right market and the right audience. And then, you know, that fuel is, is, is revenue or that fuel is investment or that fuel is bootstrapping, right? You got to have those, those ends, those dividends, right? That's funding that bad boy. Cause if you run out of money, you have run out of fuel essentially, and that thing is going to shut down or unwind or, or whatever. And so all these things have to come together at the right time and the right place for that engine to really light and for you to be able to take off. And then the whole runway parallel is another thing, you know, having the right amount of runway, which is also a capital kind of base thing. But it's uh, it's hard. It is really hard because you have a vision and your vision can be very far reaching. And ours is in Pluribus. I mean, Pluribus is the most valuable company in the history of the world. It's the most valuable company in the history of the world. And Angel Tech, our first product, is to Pluribus what books were to Amazon. It is just our entry point. We are just getting started. And when you understand the larger framework and the vision that we have and what we're going to be doing in 5, 10, 15, and 20 years, it is, it's everything. And everything that moves and interacts with everything else uses our technology to do that better. Uh, and that's the vision we have for the future. And it's all based on data and how we use that smartly in the future of autonomy and so on. Um, but getting there from your vision to the reality and getting all those things to line up and getting the funding and the, getting the revenues to come in. So it's self-sustaining. Hard, hard, brother, hard. What's keeping you up at night now? Uh, product market fit. You know, I mean, just. You have this vision and I'm an engineer. And so, you know, I kind of have this mindset of, well, I'm going to make this thing and I have this vision and, and people are going to just buy it and, and you know, whatever. And, 
and really it's the experimentation, right? Because when you have a, when you have a startup, it's really a hypothesis. You're testing something. You're like, Hey, I think this thing will work for these people this way and it will serve them and they'll, they'll love it and they'll buy it and whatever. They'll tell their friends about it, but it's still a guess. It's, you don't know. Right. And so there's all kinds of ways to get some initial feedback about whether your iPod, you know, the MVP and, you know, the back of the napkin kind of a thing. You could do, you know, certainly persona mapping and assumption mapping and AB and split testing. You can do all these things, do pilots and other things to try to see if your idea has merit before you actually go putting resources into it. And that is really wise to do that. Um, but then you built it right. In our case, it's out there. It's getting some traction. You made a couple of variants of it, both B2C and B2B, so that you can kind of play in some different sectors, diversify your offerings. But still, it's experimenting, right? Especially when you're sort of pre-money or you're just starting your revenue, you're still trying to learn what exactly is best. Because like take, um, oh, was it Rogaine? I think it was, you know, it was made for something else. And then you figure out, hey, this thing's got a property that makes people's hair grow. Let's do that instead, yeah. <laughs> right? It's the name of the game in the startup world. You know, Slack started out as a video game. And uh, it was their software they used to communicate with the team. And that spun out into, you know, billion dollar plus companies. So many of these companies, you know, do that. That's why I say business is a contact sport. Get out there. You start sparring, get a little sharper, and then you got to make some adjustments. You can't go in there with the same strategy. And, uh, you know, that's just a common trend amongst small business owners, startup founders, et cetera. So kudos to you for navigating that. And then also, like you said, making sure that, you know, and it's tooth and nail, Make sure you got money in the bank account to stay in the fight. But that's what I want people to realize. Like half this battle is just staying alive. You know, yeah. got to stay yeah. alive. You got to stay. You have to stay alive. And, and I keep going back to the airplane thing because, you know, I'm a, I'm a former pilot. But, um, you know, there's if you run your jet out of gas, that's it. There's no excuse in a peacetime setting to run your aircraft out of fuel. And so you are um, you're always watching your gas and you're watching your fuel balance to make sure you don't have a fuel imbalance, because that's really bad, especially when you're pulling G's. I had a buddy jump out of his jet because he had a fuel imbalance over Nellis and he couldn't recover from the spin when he started his G turn. And he had a whole bunch of fuel in one wing and less in the other. And it put him into a spin. He couldn't recover from it. He had to eject from the airplane just because it had a fuel imbalance and he wasn't monitoring his fuel balance. But the fuel flow and in the amount of fuel and you got to know when to tank and get gas and when to fight and you know whatnot so capital is fuel right it is fuel and so what i've also learned is you need to be raising funds a lot more often than you think it's like you're almost like in a constant race you know um and so you you, you gotta have a war chest right you can never get down to if you think hey i'm about to run out of fuel or i'm going to run out of cash in about you know three to six months you should have been raising three to six months prior to that you know, because you never get down to zero and you should never get down to where you have to, but that's it. You're constantly raising and you kind of, you're in these ebbs and flows. And so for startup founders, you're, you're constantly raising money. You're constantly getting your revenues flowing so you can just perpetuate your business. So you stay alive. Well, before we keep going even deeper into your story, what I do want to do is take a moment to acknowledge Bunker Labs, a national network of veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs dedicated to growing the veteran and military spouse entrepreneurial community. Uh, for those that are tuning in, make sure you visit BunkerLabs.org. Visit the website today and uh, learn more about this amazing organization and all the kind of content and programming that we're offering. And uh, James, how important is it to have organizations like Bunker Labs for our listeners? And Bunker is huge. It is absolutely critical. I mean, to have that ecosystem, right? So that you can join a network of professionals, like-minded individuals, 
And it's all about relationships and it's all about connections and having the bunker ecosystem working for you and, and nurturing you and nourishing you and supporting you um, is just everything. And I, I do want to say hi to, to you know, Joe you know, Himmelman, Himmelman here in the DC area. Uh, Blake certainly is the CEO has been, been fantastic. It's been huge care in here. Uh, you know, just had some great, great folks. I was in cohort, uh, 20 VIR veterans and residents, 20 Bravo here in DC. So a lot of that was during COVID, you know, 20, right. Yep. Uh, but still we, we just supported each other. And like I told Karen one day, um, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Well, uh, the chicken came first, right? The chicken came first because eggs can't incubate themselves. Right. And so we are eggs here as entrepreneurs and we need that incubation we need that that nourishment and that's bunker labs is is like the chicken you know it just provides us the warmth and the environment to really flourish also you know so many of us are transitioning out and we want to start a business and we feel like we don't have a network and if that's you i'm telling you we are your network we're here guys like me and james you can reach out you can touch us we got um, amazing cohorts all across the country all over the world and so let us be your community let us be your network that's why I do this podcast. That's why I wanted to host it personally. And so uh, just make sure that you guys are getting plugged in the ecosystem so you can learn from entrepreneurs like James and some other, other ones that you've heard uh, featured on The Transition. Now, James, take us back, right? Because you didn't just become an entrepreneur just out the blue. You know, I'm interested in learning your transition from being an Air Force pilot, you know, to running this tech company. Tell us your story. Wow. Uh, okay. So, so there I was, right. Every fighter pilot starts a story like that. So there I was, um, driving from my sister's house in Atlanta, Georgia to my mother-in-law's house in Huntsville, Alabama in November of 2017. So my kids were little at the time, littler, and they were still small, right. I still have young kids, but they were three and one at the time. And we had them all strapped into the rental car. You know, there are car seats, you know, we flew with those from DC down to Atlanta. Um, and we take off leaving my sister's house. We were just celebrating my mother's 70th birthday. And we were driving up to granny's house, my mother-in-law's house in Huntsville. So we, uh, we start navigating. We put in a navigation system, granny's house and we take off. Um, we get about, you know, the kids fall asleep, you know, praise the Lord. They're great travelers. And we get about halfway through the trip while we're talking and enjoying each other in the countryside. And then we start to see things in our environment. We're like, wait a second, where are we? Right. We've all had that moment. You're, you're following your navigation system. You're like, wait a second, where am I? And you look around in your environment, you start seeing things that are either counter to your ethos or you think maybe your safety might be in play now. And you start looking at your environment going, OK, wait, I don't like how this looks. I don't like where I am. What, what just happened here? Where the navigation system take me? Right. So um, and I'm I'm just mad at myself at this point because I'm literally my my job, literally my title said safety of navigation expert for the Department of Defense. That was my job as a as a young SCS was uh, to make sure that all our military aircraft had the data and knew where the environments were good and bad for them and the altitudes and whatnot. You know, that's what I did in the federal government after flying was to help, you know, provide flip data, flight information publications. I was in charge of producing all flight information publications for the Department of Defense and our, and our allies. Um, but I didn't look at the map. And so if I had looked at the map myself, I would have instinctively said, oh, no, we're going to take this little dog leg up here through Chattanooga. We're going to drop in and, you know, 
Well, we're good. But the navigation drew a straight line and said, no, you just need to go this way. It may be a little bit faster or whatever, or maybe it was experimenting and sending us on a route, you know, just for its own learning sake, right? Because that does happen, right? Um, but either way, I'm like, man, if this thing had just asked me, hey, are you black? I'd be like, yeah. It said, oh, okay, well, then you should probably go this way. Because if you go this way, you're probably not going to enjoy the ride. There's some things along in here that you may just be like, eh, maybe I'll just kind of go another way. And so it was at that time I had that kind of aha moment, like, you know what? People and machines, because our provisional patent protects our IP around both people and machines, we call them entities. Any entity that makes one different from another can have a different route, has a different set of preferences, has a different set of likes. You and I, Mike, though we're both, you know, melanin-induced, we are going to take different routes because we're different people, right? And so I got to thinking, okay, your your routing, your navigation should be based on who you are, not just how fast you're trying to get there. And it does matter. And there's comfort levels and especially the feature of autonomy and and autonomous vehicles. You don't want to wake up in your autonomous vehicle in a neighborhood that you don't like. You want your vehicle to know where to take you and where not to take you, right, if you're not doing it yourself. So I started, uh, I started Pluribus under that premise of identity-based navigation. And I, I hearken back to Victor Hugo Green with the Green Book because he did this, right? He helped African-Americans in particular understand those safe places to go and those places that weren't safe to go. But it applies to the whole world. It's not just for African-Americans. It's for everyone. Everyone has that same need for identity-based navigation and on all continents. And so that's the premise that we started Pluribus under was that. That's, that's the origin story. But it, I didn't do anything with that idea for two years because, like I mentioned earlier, um, I have all these ideas, but I never actually done anything with it until my wife said, you should read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, there was a statement in there. There's a, a series where um, there's a quote by um, Johann Wolfgang von Greta. And it says, whatever you can do, whatever you think you can do, whatever you dream you can do, do it now. Boldness has genius. Genius power and magic in it. Begin it now. And that statement was a spark I needed to not let another idea pass by uh, because I've had ideas before, like the laser pointer level thing, you know, with the level on it, laser pointer. I thought of that in 1994 in August in Las Vegas. And I didn't do anything with that idea. And I saw it on QVC like a decade later, I wanted to shoot myself. Uh, And so that book and that statement caused me to take this idea and say, I'm not going to let it go. I'm going to actually do something with it. I founded a company based on it and that got us going. And then uh, we started uh, developing angel tech as a feature inside of that navigation system. When Mike Brown, not Mike Brown, I was in Ferguson for Mike Brown at 14 when George Floyd happened in May of 2020. And then I decided to take Angel Tech out of this other thing and launch it all by itself. And that's what we've been marketing now is our first product, which is Angel Tech. But we're still building the identity-based navigation platform. Where was this with regards to your military service? What time did you, uh, when did you get out of the military? Um, I got out in 2003. 2003. So you you really have been stroking this flame, this entrepreneurial flame for a while. So you transitioned, but you didn't just jump straight into entrepreneurship. You had a little bit of a no. gap. No, I went into the Department of Defense. I went in as a federal civilian. So I spent about nine years in um, the Air Force, and then I went over as a DOD federal civilian. Uh, and I did that for the next 18 years or so. And I'm just transitioning out of that federal service into entrepreneurship. How's this transition been going for you? Uh, it's a little scary. 
you know, uh, my dad was in the military. I'm, so I'm an Air Force brat. Uh, and then I was in the military of second generation. Uh, then I was in the federal service. So, you know, having that biweekly Uncle Sam paycheck, man, is just addictive. You know, it's these golden handcuffs. The security is just it's intoxicating. But uh, but you got to break out of that. Take that security blanket off and you got to you got to run and you got to swing for the fences. And that's it's, it's a little scary, but it's it's worth it. Feel alive, don't you? <laughs> I remember those days when I left my full time job in 2018. I couldn't even sleep, y'all. I was just like, "What am I doing?" You know, all I could think about was my bank account getting smaller and smaller. And then again, you fast forward here, four years later, and it's just like it's it's crazy to think about how far you know we were able to go. But I I remember those early days. And for our listeners that are tuning in, you know, it is, you know, you got to talk to yourself a little bit. You know, you got to get yeah. around a support <laughs> network. Um, but we've all been there. And uh, again, like I, I can relate 100%. Now, you are a founder of color. And we know the statistics, particularly with black people raising capital, venture capital. So yes. everything you've been saying about your, your venture sounds like it's very heavily technology involved. So talk right. to us about your process of taking this product to market, building it out, raising capital. You know, let us know what that process has been like. Yeah, the uh, so I used uh, some Y Combinator uh, wisdom, right? I use this thing called a safe, a simple agreement for future equity. And it's a convertible note. It's a promissory note that basically allows you to raise capital for equity, right? And I found it. Pluribus is a Delaware C corporation. And so I set up the entity from the jump based on Kawasaki's guidance about entity timing and class, right? That was in one of the three books I mentioned from Robert T. Kawasaki um, about um about how to set up the right entity structure so that I could, you know, have an equity-based uh, setup so I can raise capital because I knew it was going to be a big business. I set it up to be a big business from the start. And I know you can go the LLC route, you can go the S-Corp route. There's all these different entities you can start with and transition over later. And there's wisdom behind every approach. I chose this one. Um, but I used to save to raise capital. I used it, uh, we've now done two friends and family rounds, right? And uh, in each one of those friends and family rounds, we've raised over a couple hundred thousand dollars each time. Uh, and so that's provided the initial fuel, right, as we're getting our revenues going. And, you know, that's provided enough runway for us to kind of run and develop um, our initial um, product to get it out there and do that experimentation and do that product market fit and work the B2B and the B2C. And I've got a great team, an amazing team, um, all working for equity right now, right? Um, myself, I have chief of analysis, Rogers Allen. I have uh, chief data officer slash CTO, which is Shahan. Uh, and then I have a chief of research and development, which is Dr. Joanna Arthur. Uh, and then I have a development team as well um, that is doing the development because I'm not a coder, right? But they are doing the development and I'm providing the, the engineering oversight, if you will. Um, so all together, we're just making it happen, man. And it's, um, I don't think there's any two ways to do the same thing, but we found our way. What has been the response from the venture capital community to the product? Um. That's been interesting. I have learned a lot about VC in this time, right? Because we've been pitching and 42 is a number. Uh, I met with one of uh, this, this gentleman's name is Raj Shah and uh, he's big time entrepreneur right out in the Valley, uh, also in the defense department community. And so I got introduced to Raj through a friend of a friend and he said 42 was the number of times he pitched until he got to his yes. Right. He did 42 pitches and, and then his yes is what moved him from the East coast. I think he was in New Jersey out to California in the Valley. And East Coast, you know, capital versus West Coast capital, different, you know, 
East Coast Capital is about EBITDA and, you know, flow and they want to see all these numbers. And West Coast Capital is like, yeah, that sounds good. I put some money on it. You know, it's just different processes. Right. And since I'm East Coast based, I've been running into a little bit more of that. But we've been you know, we pitched in Chicago, our folks from Chicago, folks from the Valley, uh, folks from the East Coast here in New York and, and all over. And, um, you know, we've we've had some support. Right. We've had several folks that, hey, we want to be a follow on investor in your seat around. OK. And some big bigger firms like, hey, we want to do impact investing. We want to do a follow on investing in you, but you need to find a, a anchor investor. You need to find someone to anchor you around to be your lead investor. Uh, we're still searching for that lead investor for our seed round, but we've done a couple of friends and family rounds and that's given us, you know, probably another 12 or so months worth of runway while we're still looking for that seed investor. And we continue to grow our product grows. We get more traction, we get more users. We have a couple of contracts that are in the legal phases right now. Um, so we're, we're continuing to grow and increase our value. So it, It'll happen when it's supposed to, but it's been a challenge. And you know that stat you talked about, 1% of people of color, founders of color, actually get venture capital. That's been my experience as well. I've seen that. You know, here I am, Air Force Academy graduate, F-15 pilot, engineer, SES, have a product, built it, you know, launched it, marketed it, got love from Roland Martin, Blavity, Black Enterprise, you know, um, just out there and, you know, other dudes are doing stuff on the back of a napkin and, and people are throwing money at them, you know, and it's just, it's frustrating, but it's, it's been my experience too. What made you decide to go the venture capital route, you know, because you can do it as small business own all the equity and everything. And I'm just trying to educate our listeners, obviously, but what made you go that, that route? Because that's a big market exit. You know, they're looking for, you know, 10 X, 20 X, hundred X returns. And so it's, it's a steep hill to climb up and yet you raised your hand and said, Hey, I'm going after it anyway. What was it about going that route versus, you know, small business? Yeah. You know, um, because Pluribus is a data company, right. And data companies and, and to borrow, uh, from, uh, Bezos, you know, he had a saying, you know, get big, fast, get big, fast. And that mindset is just where we are is to grow as fast as we can. And for us as a data company, it is about uh, serving the world. It's about getting to, you know, a billion users. And so that mindset says, hey, that's that's kind of in line with VC and finding that exit, you know, whether we go public, you know, in the 26 to 28 timeframe, which is what we're thinking, um, or we stay private, but uh, do some sort of a stock buyback, you know, um, but that's that's where we are. We're thinking, again, I started Pluribus from the beginning to be a big business, to be a Delaware C corporation, because that's that's where we're going. And that's and if and if we truly are and when we become the most valuable company in the history of the world. You need VC to grow as fast as you can. You know, that's not a slow burn. That's not a slow iterative process because slow. Uh, I mean, speed is life. And flying fighters and speed is life in, in entrepreneurship and business, especially when you're in a data game. And like uh, Bezos also mentioned in the Everything Store, the book, you know, uh, and there's another book. It's called The Future is Faster Than You Think. Uh, just the, the realm of convergence. Technology is converging and doubling and tripling so fast that if you don't grow super fast, you're going to be absorbed or run over. Uh, and so that's that's the mindset. That's why. How do you monetize uh, Angel Tech? What's the plan yes. look like for that? It's subscription based. Uh, and we say it's about the price of a cup of coffee per month, you know, 
uh, for an individual. And if you have a family of four, it's about a little over two, two and a half dollars per month per person, that kind of thing, thing for a live streaming personal body camera that stores all your stuff in the cloud, unlimited cloud storage, provides locational awareness and updates your location every 10 seconds. It notifies your friends and family where you are in that moment, uh, allows them to download that video immediately in that moment or certainly right afterward, allows them to see it all, have eyes on, and it provides them individual routing from each of your viewers' location to your singular location uh, in real time. And so um, that's how we monetize it, subscription-based. Uh, four ninety nine for an individual or for family of ten or family of ten family of four is uh, nine ninety nine per month. Now, have you thought about applying to any of uh, the other incubators and accelerator programs like Y Combinator, you know, TechStars, and all these different uh, programs? Yeah, I've thought about it. Uh, somebody said, "Hey, you know, take a look at TechStars, and uh, there's a place. There's one up here in Baltimore. You know, and they do some every so often. Um, and I don't know. You know, I just you know, may, and maybe I'm missing that. Maybe I'm missing that. But when I looked at what they now, they offer a tremendous community and they offer lots of validation and, and whatnot. And you get that um, again, that um, that validation, right? Like, hey, these guys have been through Y Combinator. These guys have been through TechStars, you know, so they come out and, and so on. I'll say, hey, man, I've been through Bunker Labs. You know, that that's that's worth right. something, too. Right. Um, but they are also looking for equity. Right. And they want to take you know, X percent of your equity in exchange for that connected tissue. And um, I don't know, I want to, I want to swing for the fences for a while before I either go down that road or not. But um, I didn't think I wanted to do that just yet. The only reason I bring it up, right. Is, uh, you know, I run a boxing gym in Newark, right. And uh, all my kids follow pro boxers and everything. And one day one of my kids made a comment about this pro we knew who was sparring amateurs getting ready for his upcoming fight. And he's like, listen, He's like, he needs better sparring competition. You know, he can't be in there sparring amateurs thinking he's going to win the world title. And when we think about our ventures, when we think about our small businesses, startups, et cetera, let's make no mistake. You're going for the world title, you know? So it matters the gym that you're sparring in. It matters the coach that's in your corner. And, you know, what so many of us get out of this Bunker Lab experience is the energy we have you know, being able to feed off and build off of each other. And so, you know, as you're trying to punch above your weight, going after VC is one of those things that we got to get your name coming up, you know, and yeah. one of the ways to do it is getting in that arena and being around these other groups, because, you know, they'll tell you, it's not necessarily that like, oh, these founders are just this one founder is so amazing, or this program is so amazing, but they just kind of feed off each other. So when you see yeah. people getting after it, you've been able to share lessons learned, et cetera. You know, um, I believe that could be a very powerful asset. And so many of us got to be able to get into these programs so we can lift as we climb and educate others. You know, hey, this is what you need to do to get into Y Combinator. This is what you need to do to get in Techstars, et cetera. Yes, absolutely. You're right, Iron Mike. No doubt about it. I just haven't pulled that trigger yet. I've been, uh, you know, working on the experience in the ecosystem from Bunker which has been fantastic, you know, hence I'm here with you guys right now. Um, and we'll see what the future holds. But there's, again, starting that jet engine, right? There's a certain, there's a few things that are kind of going on now where we have our product and we're getting some market fit. We're getting some experimentation. We've got a couple of contracts that are pending and some uh, some trials that we're going to take on, one with a large bank in New York City. And uh, just on the phone with um, part of the Justice Department today, looking at our technology, some of our body cam technologies, some applications they have. So we're... Um, 
uh, we're going that route. And if that's not working out for us, maybe in a six, eight, nine, ten months, maybe I'll look at some of these other ones. But right now, um, I think we're okay. I'm going to wreck a book for our listeners that might be in the same situation you're in, trying to find that product market fit. It's called Radical Focus by Christina Wacky. And she's like the number one OKR person in the country, right? She teaches at Stanford. I think she's published Radical Focus is like a second edition. And throughout the book, she tells a story of this startup that uh, was launching. They were having trouble with blah, blah, blah. Then they start implementing OKR. And their number one OKR, right, was obtain product market fit. And then their key results and all their priorities and everything was built around that. And so for small business owners too, product market fit looks more like perfect customer fit. Like who is your perfect customer and what are the steps you're doing to validate that they are your perfect customer from a marketing and branding perspective, you know, engagement, revenue, et cetera. So I want to highly, highly, highly recommend a radical focus by Christina Wacky and God willing, maybe I'll be able to get her on the transition. Yeah, man, that's, that's so true. And you know, they, there's that saying you want to first nail it and then scale it. Right. And then that's the, the product market fit is about nailing it. It's about getting to that right one and get, making it you know repeatable. And then once you find out and figure that out and you're, you know, have your hypothesis proven and, and find that fit, then it's time to, to pour massive amounts of money onto that thing and then scale it, you know, to the world. So as you start thinking about the future, right, talk to us about your BHAG, right? Like you keep saying that, you know, uh, angel tech is to books. Is to Amazon what books were, right? What is the what is your big hairy audacious goal, right? What what do you what do you moving towards with Pluribus? One day, um, Mike, everything that moves and serves any human and or machine will have our data inside of it. Some of it, some of it, you'll be able to see. There'll be a little IBN inside tag on it. It'll say IBN inside, and you'll know that when you grab the steering wheel or when you get close enough to the car and it recognizes who you are, whatever car it may be, that car then morphs into perfect fit for you. It knows your body temperature. It knows how fast you like to brake and how much distance you want between the car in front of you. It knows, you know, your allergies. It knows, it knows you. It becomes an extension of you. And they say that, right, when you're flying, that the, the jet becomes an extension of you. Our big, hairy, audacious goal is to have our data and our technology servicing all humanity and all machines, making the machines that serve them smarter. And so it's just going to be infused into everything. And that's why when you look at our our imagery, you know, you look at it says pluribus data. That's why it's that's where the oil imagery comes from, because we are literally. Uh, extracting from this data all of this value and we're providing byproducts of it you know kind of a gas oil separation plant you know again i'm an engineer right but we're providing all these different fuels to fuel the future economies of the world uh and that's and angel tech is our first it's our first drill bit it's our first extractor it's providing a pipe into a certain set of datas that that we can then use to provide value to vote back that population for the larger population. And as we create other products, we're essentially creating other derricks and rigs into that same data pool, but they're extracting different things. And the data, when we extract it, it's not being extracted in, in uh, an aggregate. It's being refined 
as we're extracting it. So it comes out already usable with very little manipulation from our, our neural networks and deep learning kind of algorithms and our models. And so we're, we're not going at it from like the, the big Google and Microsoft lens where they're just gobbling up a bunch of data and then trying to make sense of it. We're making sense of it and tagging it and attributing it as we're extracting it so that it's usable and refined uh, right away. Uh, and so it's just, uh, it's a different kind of data company. Um, and that's, that's the coin of the realm for us. Well, I'm excited for you and I'm honored to be a part of the journey because I'm going to be able to say five, 10 years from now, Hey, I remember when I got to interview, you know, James for the transition podcast. And, uh, this is our first time getting to know each other. And this is one of the benefits of being a host on these platforms, getting to talk to all of you out there. Now, James, before we let you go, I want to talk knowledge, right? Because again, me and you are kindred spirits. We read, listen to podcasts, audio books, et cetera. For our listeners that are interested in launching a tech startup, what resources do you recommend uh, for them, whether books, podcasts, et cetera? All right. Uh, I went back to the fighter's squadron for a second. I can't say that here. Uh, so forgive me. Um, I will recommend they read the first book that I read, which was um, Robert T. Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Read that book because, and my wife will say this, and she's the big mindset person in the family. This is my wife, by the way. This is her right here. This is her book. And so Dr. Evelyn T. Samuel, this is, this is my bride. And so she's the entrepreneur. She's the big business brain in the family right here, this, this woman. Uh, and so Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it's been around a while, but it's timeless because it changes your mindset and it gets you thinking in the right way about assets versus liabilities, about business ownership, um, entrepreneurship, risk-taking. Uh, it's just the, the first mindset change I think people should read would be that book. Um, I also mentioned the future is faster than you think. And let me see, let me see if I can get the author on that one really quickly. That's a great book, especially for technologists, because it helps you understand how fast things are changing. And if you're going to launch a book in, if you're going to launch a business in the tech space, you need to understand this. It's by Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler. We'll be able to put those in the show notes for our listeners. Yeah, the future is faster than you think. That one is a real, real winner from a resource standpoint. Um, certainly, I mentioned Y Combinator, right? And that's uh, that's where we got our safe uh, format from. And then with my general counsel, we you know tweaked it a bit to fit our needs. But yeah, uh, Y Combinator has got a wealth of resources. So definitely hit those guys up because they they're legit. Um, well, those. Those three, I would say, and then I would also talk to, you know, the Amazons and the Microsofts of the world to figure out how they can support you um, in your endeavors, because there's a lot of things that at scale they can do much better. And, and I would recommend harnessing their power. And, and Bezos talks about this in his book, again, uh, The Everything Store, where he launched AWS in order to give the little guy, the same power, computing power as the big guys. And so it's a real force multiplier. And um, I'll just leave it right there for now. I got a couple of recommendations for our listeners too. Uh, one, there's an app I'm subscribed to called Knowable. And it was a tech company doing audio first learning. 
just got acquired by Medium. And I think uh, I forgot the name of the course, but I think one of their courses is called How to Launch a Startup or something like that. It's really good. Check it out. Um, it's got a PDF with it, everything. Just like you said, Startup School with Y Combinator, great free resource. They got videos. They got backlog of podcasts, tons of stuff. But I'll tell you what I've been listening to lately, and this is why I'm an audio guy, y'all, because this is evergreen content. There is a company called Dripped that just got bought uh, by Vista Partners, whatever, tech startup, valued at a billion dollars. And this guy's name, David, uh, I think his name's Cancel, right? And before he uh, was the CEO of Drift, he was the head of product at HubSpot. So he is on literally his fifth startup. But when they were launching Drift, he started a podcast called Seeking Wisdom, where he was just sharing everything he knows about startups and going to market and everything. And for me, I'm able to go back and listen to his mindset in 2016 as he was building out this company, sharing all that knowledge and all those lessons. And I've just found this as an amazing resource. And for like literally like the last week and a half, I have just been like consuming that back catalog. So I want to recommend that podcast. It's called Seeking Wisdom with David Cantle, uh, CEO of Drift. Now, before we go, you've got military veterans and spouses tuning in from all over the country, all over the world. James, what closing remarks would you like to leave them with as they continue on their own entrepreneurial journey? And let us know as a community how we can support your efforts with Pluris. Yeah, thanks. I would also add that the, um, it's called The Pitch. Uh, by Gimlet Media, Gimlet Radio is another great podcast because you get to, it's it's much better than Shark Tank or anything like that. You get to hear before and after, and it's focused on one and all of these. It's wonderful. It's called you get to hear the investors' conversations. Uh, that's wonderful. It's called a pitch. Um, how you can help first, and then I'll give the parting words. Um, go to angel live. It's angel with a J. Dot live, and I chose that domain dot live because we want you to live to be free and to be fulfilled. Um, so it's, it starts in a minority-based paradigm, but certainly the whole world will benefit from this eventually. But we're starting with that product market fit, which is in a very narrow sector to start talking to, which is predominantly black moms. That's our first persona that we're really, you know, trying to talk to the market toward. Um, so you go to angel.live and show us some love. Um, you know, we need 100 people right now to go download Angel Tech in the App Store, Google Play Store. It works in both iOS and Android. It works all over the world, anywhere you have a cell phone signal. So go check us out there, download it. We have three different free trials, 30-day free trials. Um, that's what they can do right now. And then, of course, hit us up on social media, Angel Tech, Angel the J Tech. Show us some love. That would be fantastic. Um, what I would tell all the veteran entrepreneurs, spouses out there is, um, is trust your swing. You know, you... You've gotten to where you are because you found success. You found something that works for you. Trust, trust yourself and trust those things about you that have made you successful because they will continue to make you successful in your future endeavors. You may have to tweak them a little bit. There may be a little bit of morphing, metamorphosis that will take place. But fundamentally, you are the most successful part of your business, especially when you're starting out. And so your success, your confidence, your knowledge, your passion that is the majority, that is your company when you first start out. And so if you are unsure of yourself, you don't trust yourself, you're not confident about that thing, 
probably ain't going to work out so well for you. But if you are obsessively passionate and committed to what you're doing and you trust your swing and you're going for it, you're swinging for the fences, you will find a way. Uh, and that's what it's all about. It's about finding a way. Well, James, man, it's been an honor having you here. Provide a ton of value for our listeners. Where can people follow you at? How can they connect with you? Yeah, angel.live, angel.tech. Uh, you can hit us up at info at angel.tech. Um, you can hit me up directly, james at pluribusdata.com. Pluribus Data is the larger company that made Angel, right? Uh, pluribusdata.com. Hit me up, james at pluribusdata.com. All right, um, y'all. Let's show James and his team some support. In addition, I need everyone that's tuning in to do me a favor. Subscribe to the transition newsletter at the link in the at the link in the show notes. This is the type of content we're able to bring to you. And each week I send out a newsletter sharing the latest episode of the transition. If you have any questions about your own venture, you can comment on the newsletter directly and also let me know what content you would like us to cover here on the transition. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all tuning in to us. Make sure you're getting plugged into the Bunker Lab ecosystem at bunkerlabs.org. Until next time, peace, love, have a great rest of your week.